Bitches and gentlefolk. My name is Charlene Bear. My pronouns are she, her, but you can call me Char. And we're all here today to welcome you to Tabletop Titties' first ever season. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Wow! We're very excited. (laughs) Tabletop Titties is a live Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition actual play podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders. We're queer, we're feminist, and we're available live on Twitch every Tuesday evening with edited episodes coming out Thursdays wherever you can get your podcasts. You'll be able to listen to our first three full episodes on October 29th, 2020. So mark your calendars. This is like my very presentational voice. I'm very excited for it. But today I have some amazing players that I'm working with this season. Amanda Lorenzo, Emily Matchett, Sarah Mayfield, and Rachel Thielade. We'll hear from them in just a few minutes. For now, you can just enjoy their lovely faces if you're watching along with us live on Twitch. Um, Otherwise, a podcast is an audio format, so you'll have to wait. It's very suspenseful. But before we chat with the cast, I wanted to give you some insights into our first homebrew campaign, which is called The Wildwell Trials. Also, I wanted to say in advance that if you've never played D&D before, don't worry at all. All our players have very different uh, levels of experience. I myself have never DM'd before, so we'll all be learning together. It'll be fine. <laughs> So our story begins centered in the realm of Wildwell, focusing on the nation of Fearfort, a world in which adventures are not everyday occurrences, and although most of the people who live there themselves are fantastical creatures, they are definitely not the fantastic type. But our adventure will be focusing on the Wildwell Trials, which is a tournament that moves from nation to nation, allowing the brave, the skillful, and often the potentially stupid adventurers (laughs) an opportunity to prove their worth. I also wanted to say that this is totally not gonna be the Hunger Games. It's not the Triwizarding Tournament or Battle Royale or the Maze Runners or Divergent or any other post-apocalyptic competition pop culture thing that you've ever experienced. (laughs) Totally unique. Totally, completely unique. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. (laughs) Sophia Fort is divided into four county rings, each ring getting more elevated and prosperous up to the highest point, uh, the county that is home to the nation's most wealthy citizens, which is Bellspire. Elegant cobblestone walkways line the city streets, the gemstone dust within them glittering as you pass by. One ring further out is Pinewick, which is the mountainous lands of this inner ring. Uh, They're very rich in resources for crafting and tinkering, and the ground is quite fertile once the rocks and boulders are removed for farming. With the smell of sea in the air, you're entering Swamp Point, which is the fishing village county ring one uh, further out. It's between Deadbrook and Pinewick. And speaking of Deadbrook, that's the Losers District. I mean county. Totally unique, not a district, not the Hunger Games. Only those who have lost the Wildwell Trials live there, including any offspring that they might have. Resources are scarce and morale is low as they live on the outskirts of the Fearfort area. But the Wildwell Trials is something that all of our player characters have reason to compete in. Will they make it past the application process and testing period? That is a different question entirely. Why don't we check in with our players, starting off with Sarah. 
Hi, my name is Sarah Mayfield. I'm she, her, and I'm an actor based in Vancouver, BC. A little about me, I'm an actor and classically trained singer. Check out my SoundCloud at Sarah Mayfield. I've only been playing D&D for six months now. This is my first Magic user, so I am very excited and very likely to forget stuff. <laughs> Be prepared, it's coming. In this podcast and stream, I'm going to be playing Wilmer Adamith Myandis the Third. He's an awkward teenage hormonal half-elf human boy who, by a terrible trick of fate, got magic. He was walking down the streets of Bellspire with his guards and saw this woman drop a basket full of apples. He helped her pick them up because he's a nice, lawful good boy. And as a thank you, she gave him an apple. Now, he ate that apple. And anyone who has eaten sketchy takeout knows that it can feel like a fireball coming out of <laughs> Well, let me tell ya, that's how we found out this apple gave him powers. Fireballs. Out of him. <laughs> Unpleasant. They were never able to track down this woman who gave him the apple, but that's how we found out he was a sorcerer. His mother, a wealthy and powerful human who fell for an elf, hid him away out of embarrassment for his powers and confined him to their property, with his only close friend being his sister, Siafora. He plans to sneak out and join the trials to prove to himself and to his family that he is not an embarrassment and will not be hidden away. In the trials, expect to see him conquering his fears, hormones, and hopefully making some new friends. <laughs> so that's Wilmer. Oh, I love him already. He's a good one. He tries. He doesn't always succeed, but he's gonna try. He tries. <laughs> Don't we all? Are you going to do like a, a character voice? Are you going to try and like sound manly? Oh, it's, I would say less manly. Not and to more put you on the spot. A, a fluctuating light Awkward chaos. AF. It will be something <laughs> I don't. I ate this apple and it was really cool. But then I kind of like shit fireballs for a couple days and it wasn't that cool. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the most manly voice, but... Oh, man. <laughs> and this is oh, your yeah. first magic user. Wow, that's... I'm playing right now a first magic user myself, and it's a lot. But I applaud you for taking the risk. I have all these magic spell cards, so I'm trying to memorize all the conditions and the area radiuses and how they all work. I mean, the cards really help, so you'll, you'll be fine. You can always reference things. And that's the beauty yep. of podcasting. We just edit out, and we'll just seem amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just edit out the like twenty minute break where I forget them and I have to go get them and I can't find. I mean, the that right could one. be endearing. Yeah. Who knows, right? Like, yeah. it's charming. We're human. All right, Emily, show us how prepared you are. Do you have your spell cards with you? You rogue. <laughs> no, I picked a rogue because I didn't want to deal with spells. Uh, uh, hello, everybody. That sure. <laughs> Starting off strong. Yeah. I spelled white claw all over my desk, okay? I'm really sad. About oh, no. it. Just now? When no. I cracked it open, it went everywhere. <laughs> oh boy. Iconic. Hey everybody, my name is Emily Matchett. My pronouns are she, her. I am a performer, choreographer, director, personal trainer, musical theater teacher based out of Vancouver. Um, my D&D experience is limited to a couple campaigns in university and then a whole lot of actual play podcast listening over uh, COVID times. Uh, and then recently, uh, I have been playing a brand new tabletop game that my dad and my brother wrote. 
uh, that we're also doing a podcast with, and Amanda's on that as well. But D&D-wise, this is going to be my longest campaign, which I'm very excited for. I am playing Steve, who is a gnome rogue. She is a fashion designer, seamstress, extraordinaire, who I may or may not have come up with after watching Incredibles 2 one day. <laughs> um, and yeah, she, I'm very excited. She's got a lot, I think, to discover. I don't have as much background work done as Sarah. I'm much more the person of like, figure her out as I go. That's fair. What drew you to being a rogue? Like I, I know that you didn't want to be a magic user because of spells and complications, but why rogue? Like you could have picked a fighter or? I, well, I came up with the character first and then I felt that gnome and rogue worked with that. Are you uh, endeavoring into the realm of VO slash character voice? Yes. And are you leaving <laughs> it? It's going to be a surprise for our first episode. Probably, because I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, you picked a bad career. Yeah. <laughs> Professional podcast of streaming. <laughs> it's fine. It's what the White Claw is for. <laughs> yeah. All right, Amanda, take Emily out of the hot seat. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Hi, everyone. My <laughs> name is Amanda Lorenzo. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a Brazilian-Canadian actor, singer, musical theater teacher, law student, yada, 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 yada. I am a Leo sun, Pisces moon, Aries rising. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what that means, but I'm that's so exciting. mad that I didn't <laughs> say those. <laughs> You know, astrology, cool stuff. Um, I've done mostly theater and film, but I'm doing a podcast, two podcasts, this one and Legends, a superhero story with uh, Emily Matchett and her brother and her dad and a friend of ours. Um, so it's exciting. <laughs> well, this is a friend. You know, just a friend. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. I, I haven't done a lot of TTRPG, so that's going to be awesome. This is my second magic user, but I've never played a bard. So this is going to be great. This is going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, speaking of bards, her name is Mila Thornfire. She is a toddler sized lightfoot halfling. <laughs> With rosy cheeks and uh, messy purple hair, she lives in. Do you do you want us to say where we live, or do you want to keep? You that can a secret? totally say it. Yeah, if you want to say I, it, you can say it. I'm gonna keep it a secret. <laughs> oh, Ooh, <laughs> which right. county is she from? Nobody knows. Oh, no <laughs> Tune in to find out. <laughs> she lives with her mom, her dad, her grandfather, and her two younger siblings, Mango and Margot. And she has a bagpipe called basil <laughs> i'm very excited for emily to have to find some bagpipe music because she's our editor so oh <laughs> <That'll be excellent. laughs> you are welcome oh my god okay <laughs> i'll help you emily. add that to your it's list okay. try yeah. to find some royalty free bagpipe music that's fine i'm sure that i'm sure there's plenty of that around. i mean if not we can just like celtic stuff and i know that mila has some other specialties with her instruments too Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. She knows pan flute, lyre, drums, and the bagpipe. The bagpipe is the most important. She named the bagpipe. It yeah, was right. given. It was given to her by her grandfather. And she has also a deity 
Is that how you say it? How, how you say it? A yeah, god, a deity? a deity. Yeah. Sheila Perryroll is her goddess. Uh, she is the goddess of nature, song, dance, agriculture, and romantic love. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. And that is that is Mila. Nice. Thank you for sharing her with the class. <laughs> uh, Take it me, away. Yes. Yeah. Ah! Last but not least. Okay. Hey everyone, my name is Rachel Thielade. My pronouns are she, her, and I am also a singer, actor, dancer residing in Vancouver, BC. Uh, I am also into very nerdy things like video games and uh, sci-fi, comic books, nerdy stuff. I have more experience in that than I do tabletop RPGs. I have about the same experience as Emily, actually, because... We were in the same campaigns in university because we were in the, the same class. Exact two same campaigns. Uh, the same exact <laughs> two campaigns that went absolutely nowhere because scheduling. Ooh, the air you know quotes. How it is. It we know. Uh, we know all about theater school. I am actually bringing back a character from one of those campaigns, actually, because I wanted to bring her back. I put in a lot of work into her backstory and never got to use her, so I decided to bring her back and flesh her out a little bit more. Uh, I will be playing Borba Skullcleaver, the Orc Barbarian. She is six foot two, very thick and buff as hell, and uh, just a, a barbarian, really. Ooh, I love that. A barbarian. Uh, let's uh, get to that backstory. So, Borba Skullcleaver is the daughter of a clan leader in her orc tribe. Her father's name is Grog. And uh, she was the favorite child, as she was the strongest, and she was chosen to succeed him uh, after going through her own trials called the Proving Grounds. It was kind of a coming-of-age thing for, for the orcs in that clan, and she was the best at it, and her parents were extremely proud and decided that she was going to take over for Grog, the leader, when he was to pass away and uh, give the leadership role to someone else. But you're saying you already have uh, experience with some trials and tribulations. Yeah, she actually has a bit of experience with uh, this kind of stuff here. Now, Korak, on the other hand, her younger, her well, actually, she's he's the older brother. Uh, he's not nearly as strong. He's I don't want to call him the runt, but he's just not as good as Borba at all. Uh, so he got really jealous that uh, his uh, younger sibling and a woman would be taking over because he thought that would be his role as the male orc. So God forbid, you know. Uh, he turned really jealous and turned the clan members against uh, his parents and Borba, and then brutally murdered them in an act of mutiny and takeover. Uh, Borba then went into a barbarian rage, as you do, uh, killed everyone except Korak <laughs> and his right-hand man, because they were like, ah, shit, we gotta get out of here because she's gonna kill us and stuff, because, you know, they're cowards. Uh, <laughs> The quest in the previous campaign that Borba was in, she was really, really, really close to finding them. Like, so close. So close. But the, the adventurers that she was with gave up and just got tired of being adventurers because scheduling. Uh, so she got really depressed. She turned to drink. Uh, so now, other than her mercenary work that she's known for in the land because she was walk like going her way and f trying to find Korak by uh, taking odd jobs in every town that she went in. 
Uh, she's now a pub bouncer in Swamp Point, where she's living currently. And uh, she's now uh, just basically making her way there and uh, taking care of Floof, her stray cat. I didn't know uh, that, that she Floof found was in Swamp stray? Point. That's even better. Yeah, she uh, got basically her room set up in, in the pub that her, her boss gave her a room because she's working there. And she just found this stray cat, and they've been inseparable ever since. Uh, she really doesn't trust other people, so that's her only friend. And, uh, yeah, she's just she's just trying to get yeah. by, drinks a lot, picks fights, and takes care of her cat, and hopes to find her brother and finish the job. It's not looking too hopeful on that point, though. We got, we got some Barba drawings today, and she looks so good. Ah! She looks, like, when I said Babarian, it was because I saw oh, the yeah. pictures, and I was like... Ba- she's uh. a babe. She <laughs> is a babe. And her cat... Mm-hmm. Because, Rachel, you were saying that she wears exclusively crop tops, right? No. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, now <laughs> she does. I've got I've to gotta, message Cl- uh, Clara and be like, excuse me, you got to change this. She's got to be wearing a crop top. <laughs> okay, this is a good place to wrap up, I think. But, of course, this wouldn't be session zero without some game guidelines and consent reminders. I wanted to let our audience know that it's our goal for Tabletop Titties to provide a fun safe and super exciting adventure for everyone playing as well as our audience so we've gone through an rpg consent checklist together and i think that that's something that every game should do before they start so that everyone's on the same page Uh, but we'll also provide content warnings in every episode show notes if anything should come up but our checklist has gotten rid of most of the big triggering things so you shouldn't have anything to worry about because again we're a queer feminist group of folks and we want to provide a fun and safe space for you and all folks at our table. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash tabletop titties, which has exclusive bonus episodes. We've got swag. We've got merch discounts. We got lots of really cool stuff. You can have messages read by us on the show. So yeah, check out patreon.com slash tabletop titties. And if you want to support us, but you don't have any funds that currently, you can always share the show on social media. Tell your friends, tell your family. And if you use the hashtag TT titties, you just might get an NPC named after you. And that's it. So we'll see you on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. if you're watching on twitch.tv slash tabletop titties. And if not, we'll grace your ear holes via podcast on October 29th, 2020. Until then, for more information, you can visit our website, tabletoptitties.com, or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at tabletop titties. That's tabletop titties with double D's, if you know what we mean. And that's it. Yay! We did it. Woohoo! All right, Kelly, right. take us out of there. Clean take it away, Kels. But nobody Kelly. finger gun. Thanks for listening to Tabletop Titties. Charlene Bayer is our dungeon master, and our season one players include Amanda Lorenzo, Emily Matchett, Sarah Mayfield, and Rachel Thelade. Our sound engineer and logo designer is Kelly Wright, and our episodes are edited by Emily Matchett. All music featured in Tabletop Titties is from the website Pixabay, incompetechmusic.com by Kevin McLeod, or freemusicarchive.org using a Creative Commons license. Our tag music that you're hearing right now is by our very own Sarah Mayfield. For more information, please check out our website, tabletoptitties.com. That's tabletoptitties with double Ds if you know what we mean. We'll see you next time.